we just review briefly uh, something I mentioned last night, that two of the <coughs> qualities that metta has that kind of differentiate it from what we often usually call love are this sense of unconditionality and boundlessness, as I said last night. So with this quality of boundlessness, it's, it's extending the range of our care, of our uh, wishing well. And we do that, or one of the ways we can do that is by starting in quite a narrow range where it's easy uh, with, with those that we care about and, and moving outwards from that eventually to people we don't know, to people we have difficulty with, to all beings. So we have these categories of beings. It's just a, a crutch, a support. There's nothing much more to it than that. But over the days, we'll move through these categories, uh, extending it and extending it and adding categories as, as the days go. Uh, today, uh, first day, we're actually going to start with two. We're going to start right away with two. And uh, they are ourselves and what's called the benefactor. And I'll explain what that what that means. <clears throat> and so the encouragement today is to stay with these two categories, but to be quite flexible, uh, to, to feel free to, to move between those two. So as we talked about last night, the uh, meta for oneself, the care for oneself is you know, fundamental, it's hugely important. And oftentimes it's something we're so in need of, desperately in need of. Uh, it's a basis, really, for all the other metta, in a way. So caring for ourselves is, is a basis, a healthy, strong basis for, for loving others, for caring for others. When I have enough self-love, my love for others becomes less attached. I don't need... Uh, I don't need so much from them. I don't need uh, it to be a certain way. I have enough. It liberates my love into more unconditionality. So this loving ourselves, giving metta to ourselves and directing the the metta practice towards ourselves, for some people it's very easy and they just plug it in and get on with it. But for many people it's actually quite challenging. Actually quite challenging. So that's why we're introducing two, right on the first day, two categories. And, and really to take advantage of the, the sort of openness there and the flexibility and fluidity <clears throat> that's available. What's a benefactor? The other category. Uh, traditionally, a benefactor is a person to whom you feel great amounts of gratitude. Uh, that this person has been uh, some uh, almost heroic uh, figure, perhaps, in, in your life, could be a, a great teacher that you've had or something. Um, and that's fine. And maybe you have a person like that uh, in your life, someone that really, uh, the relationship is very, very simple, and there's a huge amount of gratitude and uh, care, res- love, respect for this person. Sometimes we look at our lives and we actually don't have, there's no one who's uh, been like that for us. To me, the benefactor, uh, following the principle of what we're trying to do here, the benefactor is really the easiest person to give metta to. That's it. Just the easiest person. So whoever is the easiest person, that when you think of them, when you call them into your mind and heart, it's quite easy to wish them well. There's not a lot of complexity. Sometimes it's not... Uh, for instance, my benefactor for a long time was my brother. Uh, we're actually not that close. Hardly even speak to him nowadays. But um, <laughs> but when we were young, well, we fought a lot and stuff. But um, <laughs> actually, why is it no? <laughs> um, but the, the fact is, we were pretty close despite all that when we were young, when we were very young. And despite when when I thought of him, it was very easy, very easy. It just came naturally. Despite the kind of, on the surface, it wouldn't be an obvious-seeming person to think about. So, yes, great gratitude, yes, teacher, yes, whatever, all that. But really, just whoever's easiest, okay? Simplest and easiest. General point. In in the meta practice, uh, something 
I think is really key for all meditation, but perhaps especially for metta. We, there's really space here for creativity, okay, for playfulness, for experimentation. So really wanting to find, as I alluded to last night, the ways that make it work for you. It's going to be individual, you know, within certain parameters. Really giving yourself permission to play, to experiment, to have fun with it and see what works. See what works. So there's a whole range, and I briefly alluded to this last night, of of possible sort of approaches and techniques. Um, I suppose the three that up here we're going to be bringing out uh, more are the use of phrases, and I'll go into that in a second, the use of visualizations and, and, and sort of visualizing light and things, and the use of the body, the kinesthetic sense of the body. When I said there are others and devotional ways and deities and others too, which I haven't mentioned, <clears throat> and I'm very, very happy to hear, we are very happy to hear from you about that and encourage that and find ways to make those other ways work. But these are the ones, these three are the ones that we're going to be perhaps emphasizing a lot in the instructions. So what I want to do perhaps is talk a little bit, just a little bit now, uh, primarily about the phrases approach, and then maybe do a guided meditation, and after that just a little bit more kind of summing up and a bit more about the others. Okay, so the phrases, and some of you know this already, one way of approaching metta, and we will be emphasizing it quite a lot, is to have a set of perhaps three or four phrases that embody uh, the the directionality, the feeling, the motivation of metta, embody this well-wishing, this friendliness. And just to be repeating these phrases gently, quietly, lovingly to oneself over and over. One is, as I said last night, uh, dropping drops in the bucket in, 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 in that way. So the ones we're going to offer, and these are not, you do not have to use these phrases, but these are the ones uh, we've come up with. May I or you be safe and protected. May I or you be filled with happiness. May I, may you be peaceful. May I, may you live with ease and with kindness. Okay. So there are so that's just a suggestion. I've, tape, I've tacked them to the board if you, if you like them uh, and you, you want to remember them. But there are many, many possibilities. Basically, anything that, as I said, embodies this well-wishing, I think traditionally the phrase is something like, may you have physical happiness, may you have <clears throat> mental happiness, something as simple as that. But basically, what do we want as human beings? We want health, we want ease in the body, we want ease of heart, ease of mind, peace, well-being. Something that embodies that in words that resonate for you. So this second one, may, may you be filled with happiness, may I be filled with happiness. Some people love that and some people hate it. Uh, the word happiness just completely pushes the wrong, wrong buttons. Uh, it, uh, for all kinds of different reasons. Uh, it's too... Uh, <laughs> you know, too jolly for English people. <laughs> um, or, or something, or it feels like, I just, I don't know what that word means for me. It pu- maybe pushes a sense of lack or something. I was teaching recently and someone said, well, I like the word joy, but happy I can't, I, I can't do that. Fine. Maybe leave it out completely. Find what works for you. Well-being. It, doesn't, it really, really, really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But to respect uh, and to, to tune into. A lot of this is about sensitivity, listening in, tuning in. To respect, tune in. What works for me? What feels meaningful and connected for me? The phrases that we choose uh, for ourselves need to be general as well, in the sense that... <clears throat> I, I need to feel confident that I can meet someone, uh, anyone, any human being, anywhere, anytime, even 20 years from now, and those phrases will apply to them. So you might be thinking of uh, someone and, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, uh, <clears throat> uh, maybe their dog's ill or something, and, and so I hope your dog gets better. That's not general enough, or, or you know, I hope you get a job soon. 
something. It's not. It, we want something much more, much more general. We also have to be careful with the phrases that the tendency uh, to make them embody actually a corrective agenda. We just have to watch out for that. So, m- may I lose weight? Uh, <laughs> may I? My hair start to regrow <laughs> where it's getting a bit too thin. Uh, no, um, but even even a little more subtly, you know, m- may I may I be kind? Okay, maybe great. Maybe maybe that's actually coming from some some self judgment. I actually don't measure up where I am. I need to be kinder. Where is it coming from? So to pay attention to all this, uh, it's really not a corrective agenda. It's a well-wishing. It's very different. So it, it's important to take some time, if, especially if you're new to this. Some of you have already done metta and you have phrases and you just plug them in and go. <clears throat> some of you obviously are new. Uh, it's important to take time with the phrases and, and feel out what's, as I said, meaningful and connected for you. But some, sometimes people get too hung up on finding exactly the, the, the right thing. Um, eventually, the phrases are actually not that important. It moves more into a kind of energetic uh, quality uh, that's going on. So don't you know? Don't get too tied up in that. Sometimes a uh, person wants to keep the phrases very flexible and just say whatever phrases come into their mind and, and heart in, in that moment for that person or for themselves. And so there's a constant kind of create creativity with the phrases. And that's you know totally fair and fine and, and okay. And, and it's actually, you can do that if you want. So you're really responding. It's like, well, what do I need to say to myself? What do I need to say to this person right now? What feels right? That's fine. I would probably, probably lean on the side of keeping the phrases more constant for a while. Because after, as time goes by, and I'm talking about months even and and years with this practice, something quite profound starts happening. It's almost like the phrases begin to seep into the cells and into the being. And they're really there and they become almost like a key. So you just start saying your phrases and it's like turning the key, opening the door of metta. Because, because we've absorbed them in the body, in, 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 in the mind, very deeply. Within having the same phrases, the, the meaning can be flexible. So let, let's break this down a little bit. So for instance, the first one, <clears throat> may, may you be safe and protected. For my brother, uh, he used to have a job in London and uh, used to commute on a moped to the cent- into the centre of London. And so, may you be safe and protected. When I was thinking of him, auto- you know, automatically and effortlessly thought about, well, on that journey, you know, may, you be, may you be safe. You know, this little moped in, in the London tribe eventually actually had an accident. But uh, it was very, it meant something quite specific within the same meaning. Or we might be giving, may I, may I be safe and protected and aware of all my inner critic thoughts and patterns. And then that same, those same words have the flexibility of meaning, may I be protected from this kind of seemingly incessant pattern of self-criticism. Or we know that another person suffers with that. Or sometimes, you know, we have insights and safe and protected means, may I, may I remember those insights this, this, these shoots that are emerging in my consciousness and seem so helpful and so opening, may I, uh, may I remember them, may I live them. That's also safe and protected. Okay, last thing. There is, we'll talk about this more, much more, there is, Oh, there are feelings associated with loving kindness and metta. Feelings. There is uh, an emotion to it, or emotions that go with metta, definitely. However, all emotions are impermanent. They come and they go. It's impossible for 
the feeling or a feeling of loving kindness to be there all the time. Even as I sit here and I'm plugging away with the phrases, actually impossible for the emotion to be there all the time. Sometimes it feels like it's barely showing itself at all. Uh, sometimes it's around quite a lot and then it goes in, in and out, whatever. So yes, there's a place for the emotion and feeling into that and opening to it and feeling in the body. And we will talk more about this. But emotions are impermanent. The feeling of metta is definitely impermanent. So don't get hung up on that. Also, as well as the emotion, we're planting the seeds of intention. And sometimes it will feel just dry. It will feel just dry, the whole thing. I'm just churning out these phrases. We'll talk much more about the balance and responsiveness as the days goes by. Goes by. But sometimes I don't want to be worrying if I'm not particularly feeling much. And I just have faith in this plant and planting seeds, like a, like a farmer plants seeds, and I have faith, and in time, whatever time, they, they show themselves, the, 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 uh, they sprout, they come up. That might be right now, it might be five seconds from now, it might be five minutes, it might be five years from now. In a way, that's not our business. The, the job of the farm is just to plant the seeds, just to plant the seeds and to have faith in that. Okay. Enough talking. Let's let's um, do a practice together, and I'll, I'll guide us through a little bit. <clears throat> okay. So, finding your way into a posture of ease, posture of comfort. quite important in the metta practice for the body to actually be quite comfortable. So if there's pain, please feel free to move. There are also extra chairs, etc. If there's pain while you're sitting, just, just to move for now, gently, quietly. And later on we can incorporate uh, pain. There's a way of incorporating that into the metta practice. But also nourishing stillness, so not moving from a sense of too much restlessness, feeding restlessness. So establishing that body sense, that body posture. And again, letting the awareness really fill out the space of the body. So we have this space of sensation, we sense as the body, that we feel as the body, letting the awareness really inhabit that space. Fill it out, push out the space with the awareness, with mindfulness. like a balloon inflating, that space is filled with awareness. In the words of the Buddha, sensitive to the whole body. So throughout the practice, Keeping this whole body light, delicate, open sensitivity. Sensitive to the whole body. If you like, within that, within that open body field, that balloon of awareness, if it feels helpful, you can gently center within that the awareness at the heart center, in the middle of the chest, the center of the chest. 
very light, very delicate centering there. And tuning in, sensitive to however the heart feels right now, however the body feels right now. Just open and connected. Feeling yourself, feeling your being. Your body, your life, your life force. Sensing, acknowledging your natural, beautiful, healthy wish to be well, to be at peace, to have well-being. Just recognizing that, wanting to honor that. Buddha said, you could search the entire universe for someone more deserving of loving kindness than yourself. But you will not find that being. You will not find that person. No one more deserving than ourselves. There's nothing we have to do to be, to deserve metta, to deserve this friendliness towards ourselves. Nothing at all. When you feel ready and staying sensitive to the whole body throughout, just light and delicate sensitivity, openness there, beginning to offer to yourself the phrases, the intentions of well-wishing, of kindness. May I be safe and protected. May I be filled with happiness. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness. Just gently repeating these phrases, giving this intention 
to yourself over and over, offering. (coughs) Listening inside to the phrases. Sensitive to the body at the same time. not forcing not pressuring just gently patiently offering listening to the phrases connecting with them as you Repeat them, connecting to each phrase. May I be safe and protected. May I be filled with happiness. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness.
yourself wrapping the body in the tenderness of well-wishing. Phrases like gentle waves lapping the shore, lapping the body, the being. Touching the body, the being with kindness, with tenderness. When you feel ready, staying sensitive to the whole body, this light, delicate, open sensitivity to the field of the body, the space of the body. Staying sensitive to that. When you feel ready, calling into the heart, calling into the mind, the image or the sense of a benefactor, meaning just someone who it feels easy to wish well, the easiest person. Just getting a sense of them, of their being. Remembering their goodness. Perhaps their kindness. Letting the heart acknowledge their kindness, their goodness, and feel what it feels. And 
beginning to offer them the same warmth, the same kindness and well-wishing. The same tenderness of care. May you be safe and protected. May you be filled with happiness. May you be peaceful. with ease and with kindness. Some people who are visually oriented, you might experiment with imagining the benefactor surrounded, held in a ball of a sphere of golden white light. It's the light of metta, of kindness of love, suffusing and pervading their whole body and being. Healing, gladdening, easing, 
brightening. Find out what works for you. Wrapping their being in the warmth, the care, the tenderness of this kindness, this well-wishing. Perhaps even imagining that this warmth, this softness radiates from your body, emanates from your body to embrace them in softness, to hold them, to surround and suffuse them. And as much as possible trying to keep the anchor of the light, open sensitivity to your own body, the whole body.
being very patient, not too quick to judge the practice. Remember, whether there's a feeling or not is actually very secondary. We just plant the seeds of intention over and over and put our faith in that. Do you get the basic idea? Yeah. L- little refinement. So we're refining this and expanding it over the days. A little, little refinement right now. <clears throat> so there's the phrases. For some people, there's the visual sense. Other people have almost no visual sense at all. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, but sometimes there's the phrases and the visual sense. And there's also the kinesthetic sense, meaning the sense of of the body, and I keep saying sensitive to the whole body. So you may have one of those three that is your primary anchor, your primary uh, approach or avenue. You may have two of those three, or you may have all three kind of together and balanced. All of that is fine. What works for you, what works for you. Um, <clears throat> sometimes we assume, oh, I should be because actually I'm a massage therapist, so I should be a body type and kinesthetic, maybe, or I'm an artist, I should be visual. It doesn't tend to work that way. Find out now, in the moment, what works for you, uh, what kind of meta practitioner you are. Uh, if you're visual, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, digital photo quality, uh, it's okay, you know. Um, you can play with the visualization, but not too elaborate. So sometimes people like dressing the benefactor up in different clothes, and uh, <laughs> like sort of Barbie doll kind of. Um, uh, it's probably a little too elaborate. But things like things to do, for instance, with light are very helpful. So you can imagine, so they're a sphere of light, and in that light, they they are held, and that light pervades. It pervades and it suffuses their whole being, their whole body. Uh, white golden light is very, very good, very helpful. Um, you might imagine, for instance, uh, a jewel, like a, like a kind of core radiance inside them that's actually radiating the matter, that it's coming from inside them. Or perhaps it's coming from inside you and radiating out a bit like, do they have that on Star Trek? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, kind of beam uh, thingy. Uh, it could be surrounding them, it could be showering them, or a rain of metta that's, that's uh, you know, lots of possibilities here. So you, you can be creative and playful, and, and find uh, the sensitivity to the body allows the, the, the sense, the felt sense of, oh, this is, this is working, this is helping a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Some people are very kinesthetic right from the beginning, and so you can, again, imagine a kind of energy, or sometimes even feel an energy, radiating out a warmth, a softness, a a care, radiating out, expressed almost in the the energy field of the body, if that makes sense. And it's, 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 it's moving out from you, from this whole body, moving out to embrace and, and uh, permeate, uh, 
the benefactor. Or if one's doing it for oneself, the light can be for oneself, of course, and, and the, the physical, kinesthetic feeling for oneself. Does that make, all that make sense? Yeah? Um, eventually, actually, the body is the most important one. Uh, funnily enough, the body ends up being really, uh, well, the embodiment of the metta. So follow what works for you. Eventually, in your own time, that, that will be the most important one. But it's really important to go with what, what feels most helpful. Okay. That's probably plenty to be getting on with. Um, so I'm going to, today, feeling into the practice... And as I said before, really being free to um, move between yourself and the benefactor, whatever feels easiest, and, and, and just it, do both today. But but don't feel like you're bashing your head against uh, a brick wall too much. Go go, you know, if the self feels difficult, really use the benefactor and then come back. Um, Okay, so we have a period for walking meditation now. Now with walking, again, you can be quite creative. So generally we walk between two points, or you could just stand for a long time as well. You can imagine, uh, well, if you're walking, you can do the same thing. You can be walking in a bubble of light. You can be walking saying the phrases. You can be walking in this kinesthetic energy field of the body. If you're doing it for the benefactor, for instance, you're standing at one end, and the benefactor might be in your imagination, at the other end, and you're walking towards them, wishing them well. And then when you get there, miraculously they appear over there, <laughs> and you have to walk back. Or, very lovely, you can walk beside them, very beautiful, and two, you know, walking together in, in the imagination, in, in this uh, cocoon of, 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 of kindness, of, of warmth and care. The walking is really just picking a path and, and walking... Uh, you know, slowly, gently, back and forth, stopping when you want for as long as you want, etc. Find find your your way of working with this. Um, you may have seen the sign that Owen Owen put up. Uh, there's a yurt, if you haven't noticed, a big uh, Mongolian tent structure on the front lawn. And you're welcome to use that for any kind of yoga or tai chi or qigong or uh, weightlifting, uh, <laughs> whatever you want. Some body stuff is actually really good with this kind of practice. If you don't do anything like that, make sure you get a nice walk-in in the day or, or something to, to kind of really feel uh, the, the body opening too. So that's there for that. Um. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.